Support this show and all of the work in the Heartland Pod universe by going to heartlandpod.com and clicking the Patreon link to sign up. Membership starts at $1 per month and goes up from there with extra shows and special access at the higher levels. Heartlandpod.com, click the Patreon link, or just go to Patreon and search for the Heartland Pod. No matter the level you choose, your membership helps us create these independent shows as we work together to change the conversation. So we are at the end of the year, right? Yes. At the very, very end. When is your last day of school? The 23rd. 23rd. You excited about it? Uh, yes and no. So what is today? So we're recording this. Today is the 22nd. So what is tomorrow? The 23rd. <laughs> tomorrow the last day of school. Yes. So by the time this comes out. It will be over. It'll be all over. Right. And you'll feel super excited that you've, you've excited, made it through. Excited that I made it. Uh-huh. Excited or sad that my I won't see my kiddo for a few months. Excited that my kids are still in school till June 2nd. <laughs> my own children. That's the key component, right? Mama just needs some time. I'm kicking you out too. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So the point is, is that my my children are being babysat the way they're supposed to, right? By right, the, by uh, teachers. By the educational yes. system, right, right, right. right? That's the important part of school. And then you, because you've been babysitting other people's children, yeah. right? You finally get a break. And it's then like you're going to send it. me out yeah. so that my my work for public education, you know, help is also babysitting me. So you can have the house to yourself. Yep. Is that the goal? To do whatever I want. To do, what, and what is those things going to be that your, your summer is going to be composed of? Well. Yeah. Go ahead. Collecting clothing and that we're trying to get rid of. That I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> Paperwork and that you're trying re- to get rid of. Sorry, I had to be more clear. Yeah. Um, tidying everything, purging it all, donating it. Yeah. I don't care where it goes. I just want it out. Yeah. So so it's like it's not just spring cleaning. It's called like Mom's in charge now. Mom's in charge now. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The after school purge. <laughs> <laughs> So I am Christina Linky. I am a sign language interpreter, education-based. I typically work with elementary school kiddos, but I can work anywhere in the education system. So like all the way up to college. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting that your profession kind of like is deeply embedded, right? Within the classroom in like a, like a very, very, um, specific sense but it gives you a perspective of like the outsider insider yeah it's it's like i've always kind of considered that really really weird but yeah i'm nicholas linky i'm the husband i uh taught in public education for 11 years and just recently since august of last year moved out of the classroom into um helping with professional development and coordinating grant materials to be able to help uh, education around the heartland to be able to, you know, integrate some technology in different places, as well as help teachers and students, you know, find out the best ways to use those technological advances. And um, I've enjoyed it. It's been a big, big change. Um, But the biggest thing is, is that our children are also going to be leaving the classroom soon as, you know, graduates of 
you know, elementary and primary school, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we won't have any more kids in the primary school. I know. It's kind of it's kind of strange. Kinda yeah, like, it's really yeah. weird. Yeah. And we'll have one in middle school. Yeah. That's kind of the scariest part, I think. Because like now it's going to be like the kids that I have been working with in some capacity right, like for the, right. throughout my career. Like my son is now one year behind what my STEM class would be. Like, <laughs> I'm like next year they, he would be in my STEM class if I was still in the classroom. That's like, but that's how weird that is. That's wild. Yes. That is very, very yes. weird. But not yeah. that he went to school with you. I mean, not, he did much younger, beginning. but yeah. yeah, but no, uh, yeah, he did go to the same school that I taught at and actually, that went really well. <laughs> it was, it was something else. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. Another day to unpack that. But um, this uh, this weekend we sent them over to the grandparents, yeah, right, because I had to go and deliver the commencement speech for the graduation of the class. Yes, you were quite quite prestigious. Yeah, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was a great speech. It was fun. It was fun. It was a really good speech. Well, I practiced it too many times, so by the <laughs> end of it, like I had the gimmicky kind of thing. There's one section where like. I did. I was requested by my students yeah. to put on my lab coat. And I showed up <laughs> without the lab coat. I just had the, the shirt and tie and all that kind of fun stuff. But then... Multiple uh, people mentioned it. Yeah, and they were like, no, you, you didn't do this. Mr. Linky, why didn't you do how this? Disappointing, yeah, how disappointing one of them said. So it was under the podium. I drug it out at one point in time in the speech and like was like, ta-da. And they, they were actually pretty excited about it oh there everybody clapped all the kids <laughs> clapped it was fantastic it was it was pretty ridiculous but like i wanted to give a speech that was not like necessarily a bunch of motivational posters like listed out <laughs> at the very very end like you know make this and make that like oh, you cherish and like i get it like those are important speeches for some people to hear but like they wanted a linky lecture i was actually what was the principal called me flamboyant, flamboyant. <laughs> Your flamboyant lectures. <laughs> so that was that was what they got. But we had practiced it like a bunch of different times while I had on my multiple drives all over the heartland to help, you know, like reach out to these rural schools. Right. And then finally I went ahead and did it for you. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. Don't practice this anymore. Right. I didn't say it was fine. I said it was fantastic. Well, thank you. I'm, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was but great. We recorded it in the living room and the audio of the actual you know, presentation was, you know, it's, it's an auditorium, but we did it in the living right. room and um, we recorded it. So I was going to just share that now and like, let you guys kind of hear what I gave to my students because it's, it was kind of fun to be able to look back on the Very years. motivational. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And then I want to talk to you about how yours is wrapping up as far as the year goes. And like my year, it's kind of like celebrations with some of my job things, but also like this graduation and yours, I think, because you're yawning right now, was uh, was field day. It was a it was a success. It was a success, a big success. Yes, in the field. <laughs> now I need to go to bed. <laughs> you won too much. You're, you're right. You were so tired right. of I winning. I defeated those little kids. <laughs> field days. <laughs> All right. So here's the speech, and then after that, we'll talk about we'll talk about you defeating these children. Sounds great. <laughs> So it's time. 
today is one of those days that everybody gathers around you and looks back at your past and asks you over and over again about what your future is going to do. And then everybody reminds you to savor the present, the special day that you have. In science, we call these things hypotheses. What you, you thought that you were going to ask me to come over <laughs> for the last day of your school, on your graduation, give you one last lecture, and it wasn't going to be completely embedded with science. Come on, guys. Come on. Hold on, let me fix this. <laughs> this is better. We're going to better now. So hypotheses, oftentimes, we say are if-then statements. They're predictions. They're things that we go through and try to make sure that at the very end of it, we know what the outcome's going to be. And these come from generalizations. We apply these generalizations through deductive reasoning to make sure that we have a bearing on what the future might hold. Problem is, is that most of the time, we really don't know, and these we call educated guesses, but that's not the biggest lie that we tell you in science or in school. And there's a few other ones that I wanted to share with you now that I've come to learn at now the age of 39 that I get to uh, look back and go, is that really what we've taught you all these years? One of the personal ones is that I hate graduations. I hate them. I appreciate you all coming and asking me to join you on this special day. And you should not feel like these accomplishments that you've done are not worth anything. You should feel proud in a lot of respects. And look at all these people that support you. People that came to celebrate what you have done. The issue is not the graduation day. It's what it signifies to a lot of people. To a lot of people, it signifies mastery. It signifies, I've achieved everything that I was supposed to do in school, and I got a gold star. I got my 4.0, my 3.9, my 2.5, I get through it. I got all my A's, my C's, my whatever's, my electives done. And I did it. And now they give me a piece of paper and I am complete as a person, enough to go out there and become an adult, right? 17, 18 years old, we release you. But the problem is, is this, anatomically, here's the science, you are not done yet. If you look at the way that your brain actually is until this point in time, you've pretty much been run from the very early ages on, before you actually understood anything, by your brain stem, right about here. That controls your breathing, your heart rate, your digestive kind of stuff that goes on. Man, nothing too special. Not specifically human. The other perspective is, is that you have inside of the part of your brain, the, the secondary brain that sits on the middle, it does two things. One, it makes you emotional. It gives you hierarchical understandings of how to fit into your social groups. It's what also makes music so amazing right now. Why your parents and grandparents and everybody that's older than you, including myself, looks back and they go, you know what? Music just doesn't have the same feelings anymore. This other stuff that they do is just garbage. It's not. I look back at the punk rock songs that I listened to whenever I was your age. That's trash. Most of them are terrible. The point is that my emotions are so attached to them because my brain at that point in time was attaching every event in my life, like smells, to a specific memory. That's why whenever I smell suntan lotion or grass on a hot day, it's all of a sudden brings back all of those memories that I had with my family during reunions right before we got prepared. Or, you know, salt on crackers and water makes me think about skiing at the lake. 
These types of things are embedded in us and they remind us of the most salient ideas in our life. But these types of things with you and your friends, those are the emotions that you have. So you have to safeguard this. Everything you do right now, every movie, every video, every book, every song is going to be the best version of that you will ever hear ever again. And that's just how our brain develops. The other part is that we give ourselves habits. We give ourselves ways that we fit into the world. We line up properly in the hallway. We turn in the piece of paper to the yellow tray. We make sure that every single step along the way, we've shortcutted all the menial little details that don't really matter so we can focus on the big picture things. Get through it efficiently and then at the very end, we can really get down to business. But these little shortcuts treat us everything like their habits. Eventually, everything becomes a memorization. Everything is same old, same old. It's repeat. It's learn it again. Here we go. Let's go practice. Do we need more practice about this? And every single time, it's always more practice is the homework. And eventually, you're just, it's routine. But that's not the world you're going into. Because here's the other thing is, is that the last part of your brain, the big wrinkly part that everybody's so excited about is this little strip of gray matter that sits right on the outside. And that's what we wrinkle to make sure that we have enough of it. Because you can't fit any more inside this little skull container. But you right now have that gray matter. We've been helping you to be able to weed it all out and make sense of the illusions of the world so that you're attached to reality. The problem is, is that you've had that for a while. But as you've grown up, the back part of your brain that's visually oriented to the world is the slow part that is slowly becoming what we call specially myelinated. There's other words for it, but really all that is is that white matter in the middle, it's fat, that's wires that are insulated. So it slowly moves from back here so you can visually see the world and it slowly moves forward. And it doesn't reach the frontal lobe where you do all your logical thinking to make sense of the world the way that it's supposed to be done until guess what? You're 25. And when you're 25-ish, some before, some after for some of you, that's when people go, oh, I found myself in college. I got out of school. I finally realized who I was. I got out of everything that they were trying to teach me and now I know who I am. That has nothing to do with this school. It has nothing to do with being 18 years old and being beyond that. It has nothing to do with finally getting out on your own. It has everything to do with that's the way your brain develops. We just attribute it to the events that are going on in our life, but your brain just got there. But until then, you're going to do some really silly things. Things that don't make sense, things that are dangerous, things that you know you shouldn't do, but it fits into that part of your brain inside of the bottom part that you go like, ooh, socially I need enough likes if I do this. But if you look at these people around you, people that have supported you and kept you alive and careful throughout the whole thing, that made sure your teachers, your parents, your grandparents, everybody in your community, They've been in your frontal lobe for years, guarding you, encouraging you to do your homework, encouraging you to even get up and go to school, making sure that you're integrating the right programs at school, have the right friends at certain point in time as friends change and shift. All of that different stuff matters so that you can continue on. So don't discount that. But the other thing is, is that we oversimplify things as adults for you. So be careful because that's the second thing that really bothers me. It's Adults lie a lot. And it's not, it's not because we like want to misguide you, that we want to indoctrinate you, that we want to like maliciously convince you and misinform you. It's honestly because 
We don't understand enough. We are too ingrained in our own selves, in our own little parts, our own little worlds, to understand the complexities of it all. So when you ask why over and over and over and over again as a child, we don't know the answers eventually. So there's two answers we give. One, I don't know, let, and we just say some kind of ridiculously big thing so you're confused. We use as many big words as possible and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to ask about that anymore. Or, or we say, because I said so. And that's the best one, right? Like, because I said that and we're just done. Right, sky's blue because boom, and that's it, it's done. But the thing is that we don't understand enough of it. But we oversimplify. In school, we do this every single day. The world is so complicated, so in-depth, so ridiculous, that we have to lie. We have to make a generalization. The issue is, is that it comes back to that first part. Is that all those generalizations, if you function on only those that humanity has given you up until this point, and don't reach out and try to find your own, the problem is, is that that's all the further you get. You'll always live underneath these generalizations that are lies that we just couldn't get enough information in you. Which is why you have to keep going. It's not that you can't teach an old dog new tricks whenever they get past 25. You have to persistently always approach things with ignorance. You always have to come to the table and say, I don't know. What can I learn? It is okay to step into a room and be quiet and feel like the stupidest person in the entire room and then at the very end summarize everything else that's going on and that synthesis, that putting together, it will look amazing. Because that's what you're doing. You're taking everything in the world and you're putting it into your own generalization. That's yours. But that's what we've actually tried to do with you this whole entire time. To give you all these little pieces so you can break them apart and reassemble them as your own. Don't let the lies that you think that we didn't know what the world was hold you back and say, well, they had no idea. Because guess what? As you get older, you're going to realize it's not a black and white. It's a complexity that's so, so big that you're going to have to dig into one part of it to find your own answers. And the rest of it, you've got to step back and say, what else can you help me with? And again, there's plenty of people around here. And the last thing that actually comes down to that is, what are you going to do with that information once you find it, get it, and take it beyond? Because there's two things that you can do beyond that for number three. One is that you can be right about everything, but completely unsuccessful. Or you can be completely successful, but wrong. Just flat out wrong. And this is what I mean. We know what the world's going to be for you. You have a future, you have a plan of your own, you know what you want to be. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're still looking for that. It's okay. But we know what the world's gonna do. I mean, science makes predictions all the time. The climate is gonna continue to change into a crisis. The world is going to continue to have flooding happening, droughts, fires. There's gonna be all kinds of things that politically engage us and politically dis destroy every single thing that we have as far as relationships. We're gonna have more pandemics. We're gonna have situations that keep evolving to the point where we don't know what more to do. The trash is gonna get worse. The plastic is gonna get worse. We could go on and on about a dystopian zombie apocalypse forever and look at it and go, oh my gosh, it's never gonna get better. I give up, whatever, I'm done. Let me just go live my life somewhere and none of that matters. And you know what? You'd be right. All that stuff will happen. But it'll happen because you were unsuccessful. Because you made a prediction about the way the world was gonna go 
and you didn't do anything. There's a thing in science called the observer effect. It's by simply looking at evidence, you change it, you alter it, you look at it too much, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's not the way it really normally behaves because I've done something just by looking at it. That's your life. So my point is, is that you should, in every sense, try to prove yourself wrong. If you are successful, everyone around the world will look at you and go, you're alarmist. It was never going to happen that way. Nobody ever believed you and you were wrong. So prove yourself wrong. Look at them and go, you're right. I am wrong because I did something about it. Because I proved my own hypothesis wrong by engaging in the experiment that we call life. You have to engage. You have to go through. You have to make today insignificant and make the graduation that you have one of the least important days of your life, not because it isn't important, but because the things that you're gonna do beyond this are so amazing, today doesn't matter. You have to question every single oversimplification that we've done and every lie that we've told you, not because we lied to you, but because you can take it further and understand complexities that we never even dreamed of and solve problems we never even knew existed. At the very end, you have to make yourself so wrong because at the very end of the day, that means that you were successful. And if you do that with your life, everything that you've done here will have been for the right reasons. Because you have to, because we are running out of time. Thank you all. Enjoy your days with all of your families or support your family, your friends. Congratulations. Thank you for inviting me. Love you all. This is just a reminder that the Delta is a member of the Heartland Pod family of podcasts. Join us every other Wednesday as we grow this show into a reflection of our lives where family, school, life, science, and politics all converge. Check out some of our other shows, including the Heartland Pod, the Flyover View, High Country, and Let's Have a Chat. Also, you can check out some of our collection of family projects on GlassroomHive.com, like our family YouTube channel called Stink Finks, Nicholas's two-minute lectures on his Hourglass Science channel, and our published books whether it be our children's book, Dharma and Eldon and the Sandwich, or our new adult fiction like the Miore series. Another way to be transparent about progressive lives in the Midwest, ClassroomHive.com. Now back to our show. So how are you after your uh, field day today? I am exhausted. (laughs) I am, not that anyone else can see me, but I am honestly almost passing out. So tired. What was what were the big events? Uh, so they had tug of war, right? Which my kiddo loved. They were like, "Yes, it's my favorite." <laughs> cool. Um, and it was really funny because about the after they, so there were two groups. Right. Set, there were six and seven, and the group of seven won. Other group immediately. Tears, so many tears. It was all. It was the end. It was the second to the last one. They were so exhausted, and so they did it again. Well, some kids had stormed off and sat down because they were angry. Right. And then it was six and six, and I was like, "Oh, great, cool," because a couple people left, and then. The kid runs back over at the last minute. The one kid who was sitting across there, super mad, 
jumps in, starts pulling, and that team wins. So the teacher says, do you want to do it, teachers against students? And they're like, yeah. So, I mean, she's the only teacher, but I assumed she was asking me because we were the only two there at that moment. Right. And then the gym coach comes over and he's like, hey, you think we can take all these kids? <laughs> and he says, so how many kids are there? Just to clarify. Uh, today there were 14. 14 kids. And there's three teachers so far. There were teachers. two. And then he walked up and I said, you mean like teachers against kids? And he goes, yeah. I said, I think that's what she just said. He asked her, she goes, yeah, that's what I said. So we do it. And it's crazy. So he's on the end. He's like our anchor. And we start off pulling. It's great. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're doing really well. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we're like, this cannot happen. <laughs> and so we ended up winning. Of course. Of course. And I mean, I didn't even like shove in anybody's face, you know, but <laughs> immediately kids were crossing their arms and. And one kid just broke down into tears and I was like, whew, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to feel sorry for you, but I just, I won. Yeah, I won. <laughs> I won fair and square against a bunch of kids. <laughs> no. Yeah. So millennials take over, you yeah. know, gen alpha or whatever it is too bad. Shut it. Go cry, go cry yourself a river. Okay. Boomer. <laughs> well, after doing it, I told the, one of the kids who was upset, I said, man, you're going to have to interpret for me. My hands are hurting. Uh-huh. And the kids, after that, they kind of smiled and they said, why do I have to do everything all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like I've asked him to interpret before. It's really funny. That's funny. So, That's But funny. all it took was maybe a couple hours. Of you pulling against these kids? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, a field day. <laughs> so back to your original question. We, sure. had, we had multiple stations. There was like a throw a wet sponge into... Like you had to put the bucket on your head. Oh dear. And it was crazy. Yeah. And eventually they said, if you don't want to get your hair wet, you can put it in front of you, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then they had like a, no kidding. I walk over and I was like, is this beer pong? <laughs> <laughs> but there were Water four cups. cups. There were four <laughs> cups that were taped to the Start end of on. a long table and they were taped to where it was like the cup was on the end of the table right past so the table. It was kind of like a carnival game type it of It was setup. a carnival. Yeah. There were, some of them were carnival games, yes. Okay. Um, so legitimately, like, carnival games started off. It's like goldfish, and college just adopted that into, like... I know. I looked at the teacher, and I was like, are they getting ready for them ready for college? Or, I mean, <laughs> for parties or what? And so... Yeah, that, that's that's the actual college prep, right? There is no, like a, they said on the Monday show, they were talking about how, you know, you take AP courses or you get a certificate at yeah. the end of like all these courses. Like you're like, oh, I took foreign language and some higher level math and I wrote an English paper and I tested so well. And then I get this special little certificate that tells me, you know, that my pathway to be able to, you know, go on is, you know, college, college readiness you know prepared right and uh that's not what we're trained for that anymore it's like you know early elementary it's just beer pong and then they're ready to go they get right. the certificate and you're like okay you got <laughs> it you can do everything yes yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> no but it was a it was a fun day but it started out really nice outside and then it just kept getting 
more and more warm. You okay. Know? So summertime. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Almost. Yes. And so by the time we went in, I was like, oh, thank goodness. And the teacher's like, we're not doing an outdoor picnic. I think we're just going to sit in our room. They're so tired. They're so cranky. Yeah. I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be inside too? So we sat in the classroom and hung out and stuff. So it yeah. was nice. It was it was really fun. My kid woke up saying they were going to miss me. So it's like, here's a flower. I'm going to miss you. Yeah. Here, where's your flower I gave you? Oh, I dropped it somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> like a legit flower I, picked up from the grass. Right, right. Right. Picks another one. Like, oh, I got like this one for you too. I'm right. going to miss you. And draws me some random picture. This is for you. I'm really going to miss you. <laughs> At the end of the day, they for choice time or whatever, they uh, had drawn this like booklet, uh-huh. super cute booklet with like their name, my name in it. It was really cute. What did you do with those at the end of the day? That booklet I kept. Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones? They're in my backpack shoved down in there. <laughs> One of them, which was ex- especially interesting. I was like, yeah, I can't keep this. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of like a diploma at the end. You're like, yeah, this is a piece of paper. <laughs> like I can put with tissues taped. To the bottom. I'll put it on the wall or otherwise, you know. They're like, Miss <laughs> Tina, I drew you. And I was like, this looks nothing <laughs> like me. Well, I accidentally put the other teacher's <laughs> name on it. But it's you. <laughs> okay. I think that's the best part. They're like, it's like, oh, I recognize <laughs> that I messed up and it's not actually you. But just overlook the fact that I forgot your name. Well, for Valentine's Day, one of the kids gave me a, I thought it was from a teacher. And I was like, well, that's pretty rude because somebody said it was from the teacher. And I thought, okay, cool. Later, I realized it was from a kid, which made more sense because it was like two student teacher's name crossed off, flipped over my name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> like, what? It's like that. It's the um, the baby shower gift, right? Yeah, yeah. That you like, you got for you got the bag for your baby, right? And then later on, you recycle it, and it's like to the to Nicholas and Christina. What did you? And you're like, yeah, I recycled that. <laughs> Just yeah, that. You're like, yeah, yeah, I recycled that. You see where that glitter's missing? <laughs> that was from. But that's ago. a bag. This was a stuffed animal that was written not oh, once like but baby. twice. Like a beanie baby, like like, like a stuff. It, it was a, it was a goat with a heart that said "greatest <laughs> of all time" or something, and it was written on the fabric twice. <laughs> once crossed off with the other teacher's name. <laughs> it's like that Valentine's Day gift, oh right? That you read gifts like a tattoo, right? You just cross it. Out. <laughs> that's the next name. Yep. Oh my god! Yep. So yeah, um, that's what I wanted to ask you about: is how is how is the end of the year wrapping up for you? I mean, that's really the perspective that I'm looking at. You had the field day. My position now is looking at a bunch of different schools and wrapping up, and I don't necessarily anymore get to really have that like end of the year experience because now I'm outside the classroom, but still getting into classrooms to be able to like observe, assist, and like yeah. kind of push through some of the research and like looking at how how can we help. But at the same point in time, it's like like I don't get the big finale. Like even though I went and did the the graduation, right? I went and that's a pretty big. That's a pretty good send off. Yeah, it was a pretty good. Yeah, of course. Like I was pretty happy with the fact like, that. Okay, hey, now you know how year, you haven't been here for a year. Come back and give a speech. Right. Bye. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that that's really really nice 
to be able to give that final lecture. For sure. But the but the whole buildup of the whole entire year, right? And you have this exhaustion. You're like, okay, we gotta gotta keep pushing through and do the do the last little bit of testing and make sure that at the very end, you know, we have the field day and you get them back in the classroom and that's movie day and everybody's like, oh my gosh, are the kids learning anything? You're like, everyone's exhausted. We've been playing tug of war back and forth the entire right. year. The entire year. <laughs> and the kids like almost won. And then at the very last minute, they were like all like, well, we lost. And then you're like, well, that's what it is. In Happy your face. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Adults take over again. Sorry, voting class. Oh, <laughs> oh. But my real perspective on it is, is that like, it's very different, but also very similar now for me from the standpoint of that this year, I got to give that graduation speech, but in the future, I won't see that big, like that big end. Right. I mean, the confetti won't be the same. The balloons won't be the same for me. And already they're not like, I'm too detached from it, but your perspective still, right. You endure, like I see my kids go through it all. You endure the final days, right? Which is like a gauntlet. Yeah. But at the at the very end, you come back with these stories and I'm like, oh yeah. Because I was I was pre-K twelve, right? I was in the same right. in the same building. So I saw some of this stuff go down. But it's just really funny to like hear it from your aspect because I'm sure that when parents hear this, yeah. right? And like whenever their kids come home and they're exhausted, they're like, How'd you how'd your day? And like, we had fun, we did this, and we had a water balloon fight, or we did like shaving cream nonsense. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? It's really, right. really kind of a fun day, a picnics outside, field trips. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, okay. But they don't realize that like really what's going on at the very end of the year, it's not like, oh yeah, I get my, get my summers off and then go do stuff. You're like, <laughs> I'm done. like I'm legit going to be so done for a little bit. And it's like that last <laughs> little, like, I'm not going to really check off anything on my, uh, my, what is it called? Uh, they have different things for it, but we called it an inventory. Like, is that still the thing? Like that they, like the book I'm not check-ins? a teacher. I don't know. Anyway, all that kind of stuff. Like you go through it and you're like, yeah, I think that's good. I, <laughs> I think all this is good because it just finishes up so fast. And that's what I'm asking you. Like, is it one of those things that it's just to be like done? Oh, for sure. I, I, I can't believe that it's already the end of the year. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. And, it's happy, sad. I think I need a little bit of a break. I think yeah. what I'm more excited about is I I love my job and I love going to work and I love seeing my kiddo and I love seeing all the kids there. Right. But when I found out Tuesday was going to be my last day and my kids still have a week and a half. So <laughs> excited. I'm going to get so much done. Well, between all all of the appointments that I'm setting up for me and you and Mm -hmm. them. And yeah. So I'm hoping to just purge the house of all the things of all the things. Yeah. After DC, I'm like, wow, we really don't need 90% of this stuff. It's it's like, and we're preparing to do that again this summer. Right. right? That's a big thing. But at the, at the same point in time, like there is a substantial amount of stuff as every parent does. Right. And, and, and I don't have the influx of students this year from my own because like at the very end of the year, you have all this paper, right? And it's not right. like projects with names and grades and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not that. It's like keepsakes that you can't bring yourself to throw away. So you think <laughs> as a parent that you get an influx of like nonsense, you know, like as far as like, oh my gosh, this is a wonderful practice sheet of math. 
I don't know what to do with it. It's 100%. I never like, keep I math. So you like move ever. all this stuff away. And it's like, yes, math is practice. And there's certain aspects of it. Like I like the geometry ones, right? Because there's certain perspectives on it that I like. But beyond that, like most of them, I'm just like, this needs to be let go. Like it just needs to be like, it needs to go. But like you always see when you see people kind of build things like that. We always had like stacks and stacks of papers left for my students, <laughs> right? Like, like that I couldn't like they left them behind. But I'm like, oh, they should keep this. They worked really hard on this. They, they thought so of, hard oh, about this question. Oh, like, I'm, like, look, I'm gonna keep this for example next year. High, high, high and low examples. You know, remove the names. But I'm gonna show. No, never, never works. Never does well because like, I reinvent everything. It's amazing how after traveling, we got back and I was like, we could live. On no more than eight to ten outfits. Yep. Period. Yep. And my girls alone have just steal our shirts. laundry baskets full. And now they steal our shirts. Right. Not not on a Evie. I said, no more. It's like she left for the weekend and everything reset. She comes <laughs> back in with someone else with her aunt's right. shirt right. on. Right. Because we because they went to grandpa and grandma so we could do the graduation stuff. Right. And at the very end, we're like, oh, my gosh, the weekend, like hard reset. Yeah. Yeah. So she came back, took off that shirt, put on one of mine. Yeah, It was like, okay, goodbye Gumby shirt from my aunt. Hello. And what was it this time? It was the eight or 90s, like, Hey Arnold. Yeah, Hey Arnold. Yeah, the, the um, Nickelodeon. Reptar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon cartoons. But yeah, I mean, it's just really interesting to me. That at the end of the year, you start realizing like, oh, I don't need all of these packets and packets of papers. And you try to go through them. And some people like keep them as a men, like a memento, right? Right. For like actually graduation. And they have like, oh, look at, look at how cute I was whenever like, and all that kind of stuff. And that's nice from the standpoint of like looking back. But at the same point in time, you kind of like look at it and be like, it's all just paper. Yep. Like it's it's not that it's like a, not gonna all matter, but like the person is the thing that's moving on, of course, and all that stuff like just fades. But to me, it's really interesting going into this because there is a certain bout of anticipation at the end of the year for teachers. Yeah, right? they're like, I'm done, I'm done, and then by the end they start dreaming, right? They're like, Oh, I can do this better. I think like those of you <laughs> that like are coming back in and doing another year and like saying like, Okay, I know what I'm doing. Like there's always like that last little bits of dreaming while you're still in tune a little bit. You're like, okay, maybe just these little things, maybe just these little things. And then you're out for a little while and then you come back and you're scrambling. You're like, what was the good things that I remembered? <laughs> what were the good things? <laughs> so but I think that there's a lot to that. I think that there's a lot to it. So, um, graduation, big things going on for yes. a lot of people. So if you are in a family, if you have a family member, well, congratulate them. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal for them moving on. And like we've talked about, those new voters that are graduating, they're going to be voters. You know, some of them for first times whenever these new elections are coming up, some of the big ones. So um, there was a story, and I want to finish up with this. There was a few years ago, students um, were talking about how they were engaging with conversations with adults and immediately following graduation, their opinions became valid, valuable, right? Um, there were something that was like, oh, you know, what do you think about this issue? What do you think about this? And before that, it was disregarded. You're, you're a child. You're nothing I think that's as far so as wild. it goes. And then after a moment of graduation, it's like you're supposed to adopt this 
political standpoints that you can argue, that you can facilitate within other discussions, that you can do all this kind of stuff, and we raise them and then graduate them and send them on, right, to be able to do all that. But it's like we don't really get to at the very, very end give them the last little bits that we want to, and that was kind of the graduation speech that I wanted to give. But more than that, I find that we need to, like, really encourage them at this point in time to, like, persist. Like, they have almost a year, some of these new graduates, and the new graduates after that will have a few months to be able to, like, figure it out. Like, really, really engage. Don't don't let it go to the point of where it's like, well, you know, three branches of government, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is for, for me because as we do this tug of war, I'm going to pull that back in. Yeah, yeah, like what you did there. Between all, like, the younger generations and the older generations, right? The amount of power that they actually have on one side doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many of them there are if they're not to the point where they feel empowered enough to do something about it, right? If they feel like they're just worn out because here's my question, and this is this is my last question. How many times mm-hmm. did you teachers play tug of war before you challenged the kids? What? How many times did you three teachers play tug of war before you challenged all the kids that had been playing hours before that. They, we switch stations every 15 okay, minutes. So how many, okay, you. how about this? How many stations did you participate oh, in? Oh, this was the second to last station. Oh, yeah. They were exhausted. Well, how much, how much, how much, you know, physical exertion had you done by that time? Oh, we were all in. I'm just kidding. That was the first thing. <laughs> Although there was a station that beat them horribly. Right. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm opportunistic. It's fine. The Delta is a Midnight Media production produced by Nicholas and Christina Linke. You can check out some of our family projects at glassroomhive.com, including Stinkfinks, our family videos, Darm and Eldon, our children's book, and our adult fiction, The Miore, about the Greek fakes and philosophy in the Hollow Heartland series that are prepared for the graduation. And we'll talk again another time. No, the, uh, the, uh, my other favorite station was the dance station. <laughs> You're starting another station. I was making my final point that the adults come in at the very end, not exhausted, and the kids are like fighting the whole way through. And like, I'm just oh. letting you know I wasn't so no, no, that's right. That's right. I, unexhausted. I, I danced I a, a little. Nope, nope, dance. Don't I absolutely, I, I danced a little bit. Because, you know, you got to just dance.